Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Astrology and You. I'm Alice. And I'm Maxine. And today we're talking about the lunar nodes. Yeah, this is our first episode back in a while. So we're excited to give you updates and then dive into an aspect of like more spiritual type astrology. Yeah, and this actually ties into my special actual program that I'm going to announce in a little bit. (laughs) So, so excited to share more with you about it. And we will, we'll get to it. But Mm -hmm. we do start February 1st and I have a discount for you if you want to take a sneak peek in the show notes. Um, But yeah, the lunar nodes, they have they're, they have such a central role in a spiritual evolutionary approach to astrology, which is what I practice. Yeah, more info on what Maxine's been working on in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what have you been up to since we last since we last recorded this? Like we haven't really talked on the podcast since end of November. So much astrology has happened since then. Oh my gosh, the retrogrades during this time with Mars retrograde and then Mercury retrograde. We're finally recording this on January 19th. So we're out of that, but I'm still feeling it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like everything's lifted. I'm I'm feeling like more forward momentum. I'm like, let's get things going. Mm-hmm. Let's set up new workshops. Um, I don't know, new programs for my business. But yeah, still not entirely there yet, but definitely more energy. Well, it's just wild the whole time that Mars was retrograde, I was working on this program. And so Mm -hmm. it's just wild that now, obviously I used astrology to time it, so (laughs) it speaks to that too. But I have so much clarity. It's just wild that the whole time I was reworking things and I was gonna announce it earlier and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't announce it yet. It's not ready. It's still the retrograde. Yeah, I would never announce a huge course like what you've been doing during a Mars retrograde. (laughs) I was really hoping that maybe I could, but that's the Aries Mars in me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I wrote an entire book during Mars and Gemini, which is so literal, like Mars putting energy and action into Gemini themes of writing, communication. Yeah. Like I literally started intensely writing this book after Mars moved into Gemini August 20th and the whole time it's been in Gemini has been me writing it which is crazy it's so literal with your chart too because you actually have Aries as your ninth house which is all about publishing and that's the tie-in with Mars too interesting okay yeah because I was like more focused on it in the 11th house and like Gemini but yeah Mm -hmm. that is so right like it's rules the ninth house so ninth house themes always become prominent when that mars retrograde happens yeah and i mean this is something that you've been really working on it hard since then but it's been a long time in the works so it's so Mm -hmm, cool to mm -hmm. see how those themes of reworking things tie in there yeah and i turn in my final edits to the manuscript like can't touch it anymore next week so it's like tail end I mean Mars still has like a month and a half or so left in Gemini or maybe two months Mm -hmm. um but it's it's interesting like that retrograde lifts and it's like okay done sending this off wow that's awesome I love the timing too how it just speaks so much to knowing that it's gonna be perfect (laughs) you know just allowing yourself to not worry about I I, because I feel like it's kind of stressful handing it in and being like oh I can't make any changes but it's nice to know yeah. the retrogrades are over. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, more info on what my book is about and that whole process next week. Yeah, we have so much to catch you up on. I oh know. my gosh. Um, but yeah, and we also, aside from like a lot other life updates, I feel like I've just been focused on this program and also planning for Nick and my wedding, which we mm-hmm. finalized a date on too. So that's awesome <laughs> to finally have yes. that. And it's good astrology, even yes. though in the end you didn't end up fixated on the astrology. You yeah. were like, you kind of forgot about it, but you still chose a great date. Yeah, it was just beautiful because at the end I just saw that it had to be that date and I'm really excited. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm also loving Jupiter being in Aries. Like I feel like I've come out of this darkness of Jupiter in my eighth house and now it's in my ninth yeah, and I'm like, that's hard. my priorities are totally shifted. I'm like, I want to travel. I want to spend money on experiences this year. I'm not going to be obsessed with buying clothing and material items as much as I was last year. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, I feel like when you have Jupiter in the ninth house, it just really, you feel that so big, even emotionally. Like, how have you noticed? I feel like so optimistic. I don't know if this is my new solar return coming into effect too, but um, like my mind's- Also, for sure. Yeah, like my mindset is so optimistic. I feel like so connected to spiritual belief, to my spiritual beliefs. It's just like everything I'm, I'm looking at like every struggle is like a learning lesson. I'm no- I don't know. Nothing. It feels like nothing can get me down right now. Mm, I love that. More of that. <laughs> More of that in 2023. Um, yes. Yeah, I love that. What other what other th- updates do you have? I mean, you're going to come visit me, too. So I'm yeah, we're. That. Yeah, I'm so excited to see you. It's been almost a year since we've met in person, which is crazy because we virtual talk all the friendship. Time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> virtual friendship. Um, also, we hit half a million downloads on the podcast. So yes. thank you, everyone for listening. Yeah, thank you so much. It's just wild to think that it's been two years now since we first launched astrology and you and I just I'm so grateful. I know I can't believe we've been doing this for two years. I mean, we are I don't know, like, I feel like as we go about this, um, we kind of are figuring out what works the best for us. Mm -hmm. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how maybe the podcast shifts a little in as we go into 2023. Yeah, we definitely have a lot more, a lot, just a lot more going on, I feel like, too. So um, yeah, probably not as regular of episodes, but trying to make it just flow more when we have something exciting to like some topic that excites us or some transit we want to discuss, that kind of thing. Yeah, like we have, by now we like have a whole backlog of episodes. So if Mm -hmm. you have not listened to like past episodes we did in 2021, like I highly encourage you to go back to those. Like we have episodes on like astrocartography, multiple ones on relationship astrology, Mm -hmm. astrology of friendship, astrology of spiritual awakenings. Like we have so many good episodes. It's kind of just like we want, I don't know. We want you guys to revisit those and we are still going to put out content, but kind of being more selective about like what's resonating the most. Yeah. Rather than just repeating (laughs) some topics too. So we have a whole library. So if you haven't checked those out, definitely do. Um, But yeah, I think that's it, Alice. Let's get into the episode. Yeah. We need to get into the episode now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Lunar Nodes, we're going to be sharing in this episode a look at what they are, 
understanding the differences between your north and south node, and then kind of speaking a little bit about what they look like in the signs too. So you get a glimpse at how you can start incorporating these in your own astrology practice. Yeah, I kind of couldn't believe that we hadn't done an episode on the north and south nodes because they are like they resonate so much for me with my own astrology. And I don't know, they're just like very helpful to know in your chart. Like it's Mm -hmm. almost like the sun and the moon. It's like, look to the nodes, like what do you need to develop? Oh my gosh, say that again. (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) Like really when it comes to your north and south nodes, they are so key in your chart. It's, you know, everyone, if you know about the four angles in your chart, the incarnation cross, like that speaks a lot to really important sensitive points. And the north nodes are always going to be, the north and south node are always going to be opposite one another. So that forms a really other important access too. And if you're listening to this and you have no idea what the north and south nodes are or how you can find them in your chart, like if you're looking at your birth chart, you have that circular chart pulled up. It's the horseshoe shaped symbols. Um, One's upside down, one's right side up, and they're always in signs opposite to one another. Yeah, and just to bear with us if you already know this, but just to make sure you can find that on astro.com, if you go to extended chart selection, make sure that you go in and click descending node as well, because that's going to make sure that the south node appears. And the north node is the one that is pointed up, it looks like, and then the south node is pointed down. Yeah, it's so annoying on astro.com how they don't just automatically include the south node. Like I feel like on other websites, like AstroSeek has the south node in there automatically. Okay, yeah. So you can go to that. Make your life easier, I guess. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and so the lunar nodes together are really, really important because to really simplify, it's as if you're looking at your birth chart to understand not only your present lifetime but if you take it from a more spiritual evolutionary perspective you can see your south node as pointing to the past like past lifetimes your ancestry or even that which depending upon your beliefs right but it could even be like coming into this lifetime what's innately within you that's your past your south node what you're bringing into this lifetime and then your north node is really what you're working at moving toward and integrating those yeah I look at the south node all of what you said and then also just like natural skills you have like what you may not even realize that you're good at because it just comes naturally to you um but then I also see there is like kind of a more negative side to the south node which might be like patterns you get like caught up in too much or like I don't know kind of like it's your security blanket Like maybe just patterns you fall back on and that you need to work on like growing out of, for instance. Um, And then the North Node, I always look at as being like a bit more uncomfortable. Like it is this area you have to develop and grow into. And that can feel very like uncomfortable and scary sometimes. Yes, I love how you phrase that because I think... When you're talking about the South Node, it does speak a lot to your security blanket, your comfort zone, what you really naturally express. And I always like to say, you know, even if you're looking at your south node and that's the only thing you have in that sign and house, it still is that important, you know, because your south node is pointing so much to that which you already have experienced so much and you have so so much knowledge of or skills you could develop. But oftentimes, yeah, they are 
a little bit a little bit dusty in a way. You kind of have to uncover them a bit more and develop them in a more positive light because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it can really trip you up sometimes because you can get into these self-defeating behaviors. Yeah, definitely. Um, I like how you mentioned like sign and house um, as being relevant for this. I mean, no, the no- North and South nodes, they spend about 18 months in a set of signs. So like everyone born in the same year or so as you will probably have their North and South node in the same sign. But that doesn't mean, even though it's like more of a generational type placement in people's charts, the sign is still very important to look at for this. Very, um, yeah. As much as the houses are too. Exactly. That No, that's so important to note because, yeah, it does spend a lot of time, but at the same time, it's not something where you want to ignore that sign because you'll notice it really obviously in the different traits that you have within you. I also want to differentiate between like the sign and the house because sometimes people will have their north and south nodes in houses and signs that kind of contradict each other. Like let's Mm -hmm. say someone has their north node in Libra and their south node in Aries, but the north node in Libra is in the first house and the south node in Aries is in the seventh house. So it's like, wait, which which one is like making more sense. I look at it as like the sign is the qualities you're developing or that you already possess. And the house is like where you're carrying out the action or finding the most fulfillment through expressing those qualities. Just in astrology in general, when we're talking about the signs, they are those qualities, like they flavor whatever planet or important point we're looking at. But then the house is asking the question where. So it's... Mm -hmm. Exactly like you said, Alice. Like just to give a personal example, like my North Node's in Sagittarius. So Sagittarius themes are what I'm really working on developing, like leaning into foreign travel, teaching, writing, spirituality. But how am I expressing those things? My North Node's in the fifth house. So it's kind of through um, creative outlets or like learning how to be comfortable in my own skin and really like put myself out there on social media or, um, find ways to incorporate like the themes of spirituality, like creatively. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great example. And, and I think also too, one thing I wanted to touch on with North and South Node, because there's so much to them, but it is important to make sure you're not just saying South Node is bad, North Node is good. Because when you're looking at them, as I mentioned earlier, they form this nodal axis in your chart, and they're always going to be connected because of that. So if you disown or kind of close yourself off to the South Node entirely, then you're kind of just letting all of these natural gifts and talents and all these abilities that you've crafted over lifetimes if you see it that way just letting them rot and expire Mm -hmm. so it's really understanding that okay you're going to take what you will take the good and leave the bad is what I like to say there and then bringing that into fulfillment through your north node because when you lean into your north node even though it feels uncomfortable and scary that when you lean into that with the gifts that you develop from your south node is what's going to really make you feel like you're fulfilled that you're finding your purpose. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that was definitely a mistake I made like in my first year of doing astrology. It was like, oh my God, your south node's there. Like, ugh. <laughs> like oh, that's bad. So it's don't so, do that. It's so easy to do because it really, I think it is true that there tend to, like you said to Alice, there's a lot of patterns that we're here to unlearn with our south mm-hmm. node. So that can tend to come up. But I think 
it's an oversimplification to just say that it's, you know, bad. Yeah, because of both of them are so important, we wanted to go just like as a, I don't know, like a taste into what the nodes, how they may show up for you. Um, we wanted to talk about like this polarity of signs, like the set of signs involved. And yeah. like, even if your south node's in one and your north node's in another, both of these signs will be equally as important for you to develop. Yes. So we're going to go through all six pairings, those polarity signs in your chart. But just keep in mind, just to really simplify, your south node is what you're here to let go of. And your north node is what you're here to lean into more. Mm -hmm. Okay. So starting with the signs Aries Libra, if these are your north or south node, or north and south nodes, because they're always Mm going to be... um, for both. Um, so if we think about like the polarity between Aries and Libra, it's very much about like independence, putting yourself first, um, versus being mindful of relationships, partnering up, relying on other people for help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when we're talking about these two, it's so important that you find that balance between being there for others, but also not overextending yourself, especially if you have your North Node in Aries. Yes. Um, And then with North Node in Libra, like maybe it might be more about, okay, how can I not be so much of an island? How can I reach out for help when I need it or um, not close myself off from connection so much? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And at the same time too, I think with North Node and Libra, I see that a lot in readings where people struggle to trust and open up in relationships because it almost, as I see it, it's like from a lot of past lifetimes of having to do things on their own and having to really watch their own backs. So mm-hmm. I think the North and South Nodes too, it just helps you to understand that things are not always stemming from something you have to blame yourself on in this lifetime. And sometimes you're learning to see that it's a pattern that you're here to overcome. So it's not like you're going to be horrible at relationships if you have your North Node in Libra. It's actually like, no, you're here to develop that more. Mm-hmm. And the same, like, if you have your South Node in Libra, that doesn't mean, oh, I'm throwing away relationships for the rest of my exactly. life. Maybe it's just that you need to work on maybe the more negative aspects of how you act in relationships, like codependency or, I don't know, just like looking to other people to give you a sense of identity. Yeah, well said. And then the Taurus Scorpio, um, if you have your lunar nodes in Taurus or Scorpio, that's going to point to these overarching themes of finding a balance between really understanding what security means for you and where you kind of have to differentiate between things that are bringing you comfort and security versus what you're here to really transform. Yeah, like a big emphasis on like what your values are too, like both what you value like materially, like what you want to spend your money on or work towards in the material in the material world versus like what do you value in intimate relationships or like what is what are your inner values? So with Taurus and Scorpio, like if you have your North Node in Taurus, that's a lot about allowing yourself to anchor yourself to what are your values and finding a way to find more comfort every Mm -hmm. day and feeling like you kind of can grow that sense of things aren't going to change on me. I get to have this sense of peace in this lifetime. 
Yeah, like building stability for yourself and knowing that you can like rely on yourself and make your own money. Yeah, a lot about self-esteem with the Taurus North Node. Mm-hmm. And then the Scorpio one, I see this as, um, I don't know, like if you had your North Node here, maybe developing your inner self a lot more and becoming more comfortable with like your shadow side and uncovering these uncomfortable emotions um, and really developing that more. Absolutely. Yeah. And also with a Scorpio North Node, intimacy and your sexual relationships Mm -hmm. and just altogether understanding that you're really able to blend with another person and not always having to do things your way. Mm -hmm. And like if you had your South Node in Scorpio, it might be that you're already familiar with that. Like you've gone through maybe more difficult situations growing up or you just like already have a natural understanding of how people work, what makes someone tick, um, kind of like the power dynamics and relationships. And it's not getting caught up so much in like the negative aspect of that. That's exactly it. Again, the South Node can point to that too. Yeah. And then for Gemini and Sagittarius, if you have your lunar nodes in those pair of signs, that's going to speak a lot to this underlying theme of learning more broadly Mm -hmm. yeah like Gemini is so much related to like quick knowledge like little facts and information you pick up and also like how you interact with people and like convey your ideas in your everyday life to those around you Um, whereas Sagittarius is more of these like bigger picture ideas like bigger knowledge um talking about spiritual beliefs or like foreign cultures, like really far off topics that might be a little harder to grasp. Yeah. And so if you have your North Node in Sagittarius, that might be, I mean, I see this a ton in when someone's trying to actually find what is most resonant with them and what is their truth rather than just blending in or seeing every side of a thing. They have to, in this lifetime, choose a belief and really stick to those ideals no matter if other people disagree yeah like the south node in gemini um is very much in the north node in sagittarius is like very much concerned with like what other people are thinking it's kind of like needing to check in like what does everyone else like think about this situation before Mm -hmm. like voicing your own opinion or even being scared to voice your own opinion like i have that issue a lot um, whereas like the other way around, maybe like North Node and Gemini, South Node and Sagittarius, maybe you're already super opinionated and kind of like inconsiderate sometimes, um, or just like trying to force your beliefs on other people where it's like, you're here to learn how to like communicate more effectively and kind of be more mindful of those like social relationships. Mm-hmm. That's going to be someone who really is learning to take what they believe and see other perspectives and not feel threatened by other people's beliefs, you know, being able Mm -hmm, to coexist mm -hmm. with that. Whereas, yeah, North Node in Sagittarius is much more like you don't need the social approval as much. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely resonates. Okay, and then Cancer Capricorn. This one is a lot about like home versus career, like responsibility to where you grew up in your family versus like goals and responsibilities you want to chase after yourself. Yeah, the North Node in Capricorn specifically, I'm going to speak to that because I've had a lot of people come for me mm-hmm. with readings lately with that one, with the transits, but that 
really clearly shows that you're here to develop your own sense of what you can contribute to the world more broadly rather than you know maybe past lifetimes or your ancestry it was more focused on how can I provide like how can I tend and nurture to the children or my family or do what my parents want me to do and that's breaking that that you know continual pattern yeah like south node and cancer would be very like tied to the past and like what's familiar like maybe not wanting to leave the home and family or wanting to stay with like what feels comfortable um and maybe needing to work on like being a bit more ambitious or like not being afraid to set like lofty goals for yourself and maybe not caring so much about like what your family might think about that mm-hmm. yeah there's a fear inherent with all of these with the south know where it's placed too and I think that one really speaks to this fear of rejection like this feeling that you'll you're remembering almost past lifetimes of being rejected in some way and you need to make sure that you're safe so that can mm-hmm. like cause you to blend in even though you have these other ambitions so yeah and then and then yeah (laughs) go for it I was just gonna say like if we were to like flip it and like north node cancer south node capricorn it might be that like you do need to work on prioritizing family life or listening to your emotions and developing those like sensitive nurturing qualities more rather than being like a workaholic or like always putting your responsibilities to like other people first And you'll see, you'll notice with all of these, it's very much finding the balance between them because you'll relate to both sides of the coin because they're a part of that. That's the inherent part Mm -hmm. of a polarity of signs, but there's always one that you tend to more. Yeah. Okay. And then if we're going to move on to Leo and Aquarius, um, I think of this as like Leo is very self-focused and like um, expressing yourself is very important with like Leo node qualities versus Aquarius is like how can I help like the greater good or do things for like a bigger group of people when you have south node in Leo and north node in Aquarius that is one where you're really learning to find a way to be okay and be comfortable with expressing your quirkiness letting yourself not have to seek social approval that kind of is another tie-in with the sign it's learning how to do things for the greater good but still expressing your uniqueness through that yeah like forming a greater sense of community for yourself um or being open to like all different types of people mm-hmm. um and then if like it were flipped north node and leo south node and aquarius maybe it's like you might try too hard to blend in in group settings or you're always like need to give all my energy away to these other people and like never developing your true creative skills or like putting yourself first in that way Mm, learning how to take up space when you have your Mm -hmm. leo north node is a huge one yeah i would also say maybe there's also a polarity between like emotional states of like um leo would be like pretty dramatic versus aquarius is like more detached Mm -hmm. um I don't know how that would how you would like balance that though. <laughs> maybe like South Node and Leo means you do have like maybe an overly dramatic side. So maybe like learning how to ease up on that. Um and then yeah, with South Node and Aquarius, maybe it's like sometimes you are like a bit detached from people or like not firmly voicing like your feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, that speaks a ton to 
that speaks a lot to just looking at that south node and saying, okay, here is an area where you might tend to almost go to extremes. So it's great to be objective, seeing things from a bigger perspective, but an Aquarius south node might get too wrapped up in that and not allow themselves to, it's almost like they're on the sidelines of their own Mm -hmm. life in a way like they kind of have maybe past lifetimes as a scientist or someone who's really it depends on their chart as a whole but just being almost too detached in this lifetime wanting to actually be playing in the game Mm -hmm. yeah um and then our final one would be virgo pisces i think of both of these signs is like very service oriented like wanting to help other people go out of their way to do things for others, um, it's just like Virgo tends to be more, I don't know, like worrying about the details, kind of like perfectionist tendencies, also more concerned with like health and like practical tasks of everyday life, whereas Pisces is more like, um, I don't know, con- connecting to people emotionally and developing like this more spiritual side and like a greater sense of like their intuition. Yeah. And so if you have your, north node in Pisces and your south node in Virgo that that I see so often where people really feel such a such a feeling of perfectionism that can hold them back a ton so that's a huge one where they're learning to it almost feels like if they mess up or do something wrong like something horrible is going to happen and yeah that all gets into a lot more but basically just with that one you're learning to give yourself more grace and then like south node in pisces north node in virgo might be like south node in pisces would be maybe getting caught up too much in your emotions to the point where they feel overwhelming Mm -hmm. or like um i don't also getting caught up in like other people's emotional dramas and like always needing to help them or fix them where virgo asks you to like bring your attention back to like the practical details of your everyday life like how can you bring these emotions and like form them into something more productive where you're like turning this into like your line of work I see this a lot where like people want to bring like this theme of like service and helping other people into their career Mm. yeah and I think that speaks also a lot to the just the north node in Virgo it's in this lifetime you really need to manifest some bigger dream or some some lifestyle or something that you may have been escaping from in a in a way or in some way just avoiding the truth and learning how to really go for it and create those structures and little steps that are going to lead to that Mm -hmm. yeah and I know I mentioned like good for career for those signs specifically but like honestly for all of these like if you're incorporating like themes of north node into work or if you're lost in your career and you don't know what you need to be doing like the north node is a great place Mm -hmm. to like focus on a bit and be like how can I maybe incorporate this into my work more than I have been Mm, I'm so glad you mentioned that yeah because the north node is a lot about your karmic destiny and your life's purpose so that's going to give you a lot of fulfillment and if you're noticing that you're feeling too stuck you might be leaning too much into your south node and not developing and expanding what your soul came here to grow into and to develop, which is your North Node. Mm -hmm. I also wanted to mention that there are like periodic check-in points where like the universe will nudge you to develop 
north and south node qualities or like get clear on those a bit more and those come in like nine year increments throughout your life when it's like a nodal return or a nodal opposition so like 9 18 27 36 and so on those ages become very important because the nodes are addressed it's like are you on the right path here like are you really developing this north node or like are you leaning too much into your south node Mm-hmm. Those, oh my gosh, we could talk for a whole podcast episode on it, but there, mm-hmm. it's, it is, they are really key times to check in. And if you're not on your path, I almost, I see it as like the guiding hand of the universe kind of coming down and picking you up and putting you back on your path. And sometimes that feels really uncomfortable or unfamiliar or frustrating, but it's really helpful to know that as long as you're leaning into the North Node, you're going to be guided to something that's way more satisfying in the long run. Yeah, the those are not easy ages. Like the when that nodal cycle happens, like it's not easy or fun, but ultimately it serves to push you like in a better direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, and I would say it's not fun to the degree to which you're not living out your karmic purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It kind of just, like, makes you more aware of, like, maybe areas where you aren't being true to that nodal axis. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we went through all of the signs. Um, Obviously, you can look at so much more when you're talking about your north and south nodes. And I, you know... I really want to stress too. I, I realized we didn't actually talk about my program. So <laughs> yeah, we didn't mention that in the beginning. But yeah, go go for it. What is yeah. your course about? When does it come out? Give all the details. Okay, yes. Yeah. So I why we wanted to do this episode though is because the lunar nodes are so key to a spiritual evolutionary perspective of astrology, which is what I practice. So mm-hmm. Yeah, so my my program is a four-month-long, super in-depth, super comprehensive program, and it's a group program where I take you from, you know, wherever you're at with astrology, if you want to learn a more spiritual evolutionary perspective of astrology, this is what that course is for. So the name of it is Spiritual Astrology School, and I know, (laughs) and it's a four-month program to really learn everything you need to know to reading charts in a more spiritually-minded, empowering, kind of transformative way. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, and like from what you're telling me, it sounds so in-depth. Like (laughs) you were mentioning it's like birth chart and also prediction techniques. It's like everything. Yes. And that's what I wanted it to be because we've talked about this on the podcast. Like if you've been following for a while, you know that I love teaching and I put out so many courses, Mm -hmm. but I really just wanted something that was a one-stop shop. So this is like the only program I'm doing now and I'm only going to launch it twice a year, but I want it to be something where you can learn everything. I think I have 20 hours of video lessons <laughs> in this. Um, so it's oh a lot. God. So you're getting a lot. And I'm also showing you how to importantly piece it all together, how to blend all of that into a really meaningful, a meaningful reading, whether that's for yourself and you want this tool for life, or you want to learn how to read others charts and help them, 
with, you know, get that spiritual insight or you're wanting to actually become an astrologer. Maybe you're an aspiring astrologer. Wherever you're at in the spectrum of, you know, your learning, this is really going to help you to understand astrology in a spiritual perspective. So if you're interested in this episode and kind of a more soul-centered view of astrology, you might really want to check it out. Yes. Oh, that's so exciting. So Mm -hmm. wait, when does that come out again and where can people find it? So if you're interested in joining Spiritual Astrology School, I would, of course, love to welcome you into the program. We start actually just around the corner, though, on February 1st. So you have to sign up before then if you want to be a part of this round. And I'm only going to launch this maybe one more time in 2023. So if you don't want to wait and put off learning this anymore, definitely join um, and check it out or ask me questions on Instagram if you have any to feel out if it's a good fit for you. Um, And then also if you sign up before Friday, January 27th, this Friday, if you're listening to it when it comes out, this podcast, then you also can use the code SPIRITUAL at checkout to get a bit of a discount as an early bird. So if you're interested, definitely check that out. And yeah, I'm just so excited to welcome you into the program. If you're interested and you want to learn how to read charts like I do, I just, you're going to love it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that'll be really good. I'm excited for you. Aw, thanks, Alice. Yeah, I'm so excited. So I think those are all the details, but if you do have any specific questions, send me a DM, send me an email. And I do want to add one more thing too. You know, if you're listening to this podcast and February 1st has long passed the start date, um, you know, I will be offering it once more in 2023 in the fall. So If you want to wait until then, or, you know, if you are listening to this later, feel free to use the link below. I'll change it after February 1st to be a wait list. So it'll be the first to know when I launch this again. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so exciting. Um, Yeah, well... I don't have a course, (laughs) (laughs) but you do, but I have a book. Yes, you have a book. (laughs) So next week we'll be talking all about my book. It is not your typical astrology relationship book. So don't expect a book on what signs are compatible with what it goes way deeper than that. And yeah, we'll be getting into the details of that. And also the astrology of like being a writer and getting your work published like what transits are happening at that time or like what birth chart signatures might you see if writing is like a natural interest of yours yes like in next week's episode that we'll put out we're gonna get into that topic too and kind of look at alice's transits that she had while she was creating this book behind the scenes so it'll be fun to give you a sneak peek yes Okay, this was so fun. I'm so glad we're back to doing the podcast. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Yes, and we'll see you all next week. Bye.